You're listening to Your Highest Self Podcast, episode 16. So should you compete or should you not? Hey guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Shanae and I'm your host. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in yourself and doing it with me today. I'm super excited to have you here. Uh, If you're new to the show, welcome. In this show, we talk about holistic solutions for your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I have a background as a uh, professional bikini competitor as well as a coach. And I've been in the industry since 2013. It is 2019 now, so just about six years. And my background really is that of um, uh, I've done a lot of dieting in my life. I competed in a lot of shows. And this podcast is my way of empowering you with holistic solutions for your fitness, nutrition, and mindset so that you can stop dieting, so that you can become your highest self internally and externally and really my learning lessons along the way. So today's episode is um, highly requested. I've been having a lot of conversations in the DMs the last two months or so with people about competing and whether they should compete or whether they should not. And um, I've turned a lot of you guys away as clients. And I know a lot of people are like confused. And so I thought I would create this episode to help you determine um, if you should compete and if or if you shouldn't compete and then what are my personal opinions on competing because I did used to compete very actively I did my last show in 2017 and since then I have been coaching others but because I have um, the opportunity of of having both um, points of view right like I was a competitor and now I am a coach I'm able to see all sides of it and I want to give you you know, as unbiased as possible of my opinion on um, the state of the industry and just kind of like where my head is at with all of it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe and download a few and leave a rating and review if you feel so called to share stuff that you've learned to help other women um, who are on the same journey as you, you know, working on their mindset, working on the nutrition and fitness so that they can be their highest selves and no longer a victim to all of that stuff. All right. So Um, Before we get started, I thought it would actually be a good idea to give you just a snippet of my story so that you can see why my uh, opinions are a certain way. And before we get started, I want to always, always remind you to to um, put on your own filter. So just because I say something doesn't mean that I know everything and it's important to know that what I'm about to tell you is from my own experiences, my fears, my beliefs, Um, and so it's with my filter. So to just give you kind of a quick background, I started competing in 2013. I've done six shows total, so 2013 to 2017. Um, I won my first show and I got my pro card, and the prep for that show was... um, I want to use the word traumatic. (laughs) So my coach at the time um, was one of those coaches that just gave you a meal plan. It wasn't very customized and it was extremely low calories. I ate off a list of 10 foods. I didn't eat fruit. I like barely ate any healthy fats. I just had a tablespoon of like 369 omega fish oil. Uh, two times a day. So it was like extremely restrictive. And during that prep, I actually developed disordered eating patterns after the first three months. 
the food was just so little. I lost so much weight so fast. And then um, I was still like three months out from my show. My coach said, oh, we, we reward girls who stick to their program. And that kind of like just opened up the dopamine center in my brain. And I was like, ooh, I can eat now because I had been so restrictive and so strict. And that's when I started binging. And I gained a lot of weight and I had to work really hard for like two months to lose the weight again for the competition. Um, And my coach, I think it's important to note that – he was a little bit of a narcissistic personality, so he, the one of the ways that he motivated me to win was by telling me that um, there was someone that was competing against me that he needed me to beat. And so I am half Japanese, half Mexican, and I was also like in the Young Marines growing up. My mom is super Asian, super Japanese, the way that she raised me, so... I'm very obedient and very loyal. Like, I'm a great student. So if you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. So when he was like, you need to win, I mean, I took that to heart and I felt like I really needed to do this. And so even though the prep was restrictive, it was a lot of just a lot of hard work, you know, cardio two hours a day. I had to do cardio twice a day. It was just a lot, a lot of work, like so extreme, more extreme than it needed to be. Um, I won and, um, in that prep is also when I started my personal development journey. I started listening to motivational podcasts and speeches and it really kind of built me up to be the person I am today, even though the prep wasn't ideal. So, um, there's always pros and cons of things. So, you know, you can always find a positive, like a silver lining in something. So anyways, did the show, um, I won, but it was, again, like I said, very traumatic. Like my ex even told me the day before I was going to compete that he didn't want to come watch me lose. So there was just a lot of like that type of energy surrounding that show. And because I did win and I did get my pro card, it put me on the highest high. I mean, I was so happy. I was 21 years old. I just graduated from college. I like felt like I was on top of the world. And then the disordered eating happened again post-comp. And I went from being like feeling the most amazing to feeling like complete just shit. And I think a lot of people experience that with shows. And a lot of us feel as if we're alone post-competition and we don't have um, people who understand us. And then because we spent so much time trying to lose weight, that after period of when you gain weight, like you can really feel like a failure and a disappointment and feel like people are judging you. So I took about a year and a half off and... um, Because I had such a great experience on stage and it was when I um, was doing personal development and I felt really great about myself and I experienced a lot of self-growth, I really wanted to compete again. But I made a promise to myself and I said, I'm only going to do this in the healthiest way possible, like with macros. And just so you know, in 2013, like macros weren't a thing. Um, It only came out like Lane Norton's metabolic damage. All of that came out that summer. I remember being on the treadmill doing like two hours of cardio for peak week and listening to one of his videos saying, if you're doing two hours of cardio right now and you're on peak week, how the heck is your body going to be able to um, like keep up with this post show? Are you going to continue doing two hours of cardio day for the rest of your life? And I was like, oh my God. Um, And I did try and reverse diet myself. I even hired another coach, but 
my disordered eating was so strong. Like I just kept binging every time I tried to track my macros, every time I tried to like be on track that I had to completely walk away from it. So I took about a year and a half off and then I got back into it. And that's when I met my um, then boyfriend, now husband, Henrik. And I remember telling him, I have my pro card, but I've never competed as a pro and I really want to. Um, and I, I didn't have support and he was like, I think you can do it. Like I'm, I, I will help you. And we started dating and he was my unofficial like coach and trainer. He came to the gym with me and trained me every session and I took care of all my nutrition. So I did lots of research. I knew about macros. I figured it all out myself and we competed for the first time as a pro in 2015 in Vegas at Worlds. So that was my entry back into professional bodybuilding and my dream was to be an active professional competitor. I wanted to be doing a show every year, maintaining that lifestyle and being like happy. And and I did. I'm I did too many shows hindsight. So in 2015 to 2017, I did five shows. And I just kept doing one after the other. And at the time, I had the support. I had the financial stability. I was able to. I eventually did hire um, two different coaches, the first one being really great. And then the second one being not so great. I actually had to fire him six weeks out from my show because my body wasn't making as much progress as it could have been. And he threw 90 minutes of cardio at me every single day, sometimes even twice a day. And that's when I was like, you know what? I've already done this once. I know I know what's going to happen to my body post-show if I do this much cardio and I'm not going to do it. And I decided to prep myself. And oddly enough, prepping myself worked. I came in... Um, you know, very well conditioned. That was Worlds in London. And I did super, super well. So I share this with you to show you that I am actually like an expert in this industry. I've competed myself. I've prepped myself. I've placed, um, you know, top two in pro shows. I have been there. So I'm coming at this from experience, not just like a random person off the street. And then starting in 2017, I started coaching competitors. I took all the knowledge that I built competing myself and I put it into my clients um, and still learning on the side. What is the most optimal way for fat loss? What is the optimal amount of cardio to give someone? Like, you know, macros or meal plans. I mean, I did all the research. I did all the stuff and my clients have done extremely well. Um, I, um, many of them have won their pro cards and first place. Many, like most of all of them have placed top three. And so it's, it's like, I have all this experience doing it and also seeing it. And my opinion on whether you should compete or not (laughs) is so many layers deep. So I'm going to first tell you like, why you shouldn't and just an absolute no like if you have any of these like do not do it so the first one being if you have a past eating disorder or eat disordered eating habits absolute no um I had a client once who did have a past eating disorder and disordered eating habits and I thought that I would be able to help her prep in the healthiest way possible with no negative implications and I did my best And I learned with her, like, if you have that, you shouldn't compete. Like, no matter how hard I tried, no matter how much support I gave her, she still inevitably binged, you know, during prep and um, post-comp as well. So we did such a great job at really, like, 
getting her back to a normal place of eating and then when like prep started getting into play and it was like you know 12 weeks out 10 weeks out and that pressure was building um it came back and so it's just not worth it it will exasperate any disordered eating habits you have and if you have any food issues it's just it's just not worth it um number two You should not compete if you're doing it to lose weight and get in shape. If you've never exercised in your life, if you have like 20, 30 pounds to lose, do not do a show to get in shape because the lifestyle that is required of you, the extreme detail, the extreme commitment to do a competition prep is like a hundred times more than if you were just wanting to have a healthy lifestyle and lose weight as a byproduct of your new healthy lifestyle. Um... It's just off the charts. So if you see anyone, I especially I especially get really, really annoyed when I see influencers who are competing pretend like they're just doing a healthy lifestyle shred or cut. It just is not the same. If you're doing a competition prep, it is not the same as losing weight in a healthy way. So if you, if that's why you're doing a show, don't do a show. Just, just lose weight to lose weight. Do not commit to a show. It's really going to screw you up and you are going to have a really hard time post-competition getting back to normal because guess what? You're probably going to have to gain a little bit of weight after the show. Even if you didn't come in as lean as you wanted to, that the the cardio and the macros that it took to get you there like you're pushing your body to this to a deadline to one date that push that you have to do there is going to be a rebound you know it's not going to be a huge rebound but you do have to gain weight initially like it's going to happen and that's going to be really hard for you to get your mind around and to not and that's also what creates that rebound effect of of binging because you get so down on yourself that you just start to emotionally eat so do not do it if you're doing it to get in shape do a photo shoot do something else that's like not extreme and restrictive um and more than anything i would really recommend to not put a deadline on yourself Number three, I have four, is if you're not financially stable. Um, You know, money is one of those topics that people don't like to talk about, but competing is expensive. Ask anybody who competes, especially in the WBFF. Like the bikinis are upwards of a thousand bucks. Registration is like 400. Your tanning and makeup comes out to three or 400. Not to include like your coach, opposing coach, your hotel, your travel. It all adds up. It is so expensive. And um, I've won money as a pro because I got second. It, it, it covers my bikini. That's about it. So don't expect to win Um, if you're in the WBFF, don't expect to win like your everything back or like have competing be paid for. I mean, unless you're having like everything sponsored, but that's a whole nother story. So the other part of being financially stable is hiring a good coach. If you can't hire a good coach and you go for the cheapest person because you just don't have the funds, don't do it. Like wait, like put money aside, wait until you can actually really invest in someone who's going to support you. I've had, um, and sometimes even the really expensive coaches, like they're not going to be as emotionally supportive as you might need. And so do your research, 
look for a very good coach and someone who's not going to ghost you on peak week or show day, someone who is going to respond to your emails, who's going to reassure you, who's actually going to answer your questions instead of just responding and being like, you look great, no changes, you know, like one liners. So it's really important that you are able to trust your coach and that you are able to um, invest in one that you feel really, really comfortable with because that relationship is going to either make you or break you. Okay. And then the last reason is absolute no is, is if you don't have support, and this is kind of a tricky one because support can either mean from a team or family. Like you can either have support from your family and that will, will really help you a lot. But if you have no support or if you have people who are pulling you down, it's going to be much harder. Um, same with the team. So if you don't have a family support, um, and you don't have a team support and you're just doing this by yourself and you're kind of winging it, then I don't recommend you compete because if you don't have that support, what happens is that you don't actually come to the show prepared and then that makes you feel badly because I've seen it happen. I've been to a lot of shows and then if you don't have, if you didn't do as well as you wanted to or thought you could have, then that post-competition period, you're very vulnerable and having no support can be really, really hard on you. So my first show, I didn't really have support of a family. I mean, my parents didn't, they didn't financially support me and they also, they never said anything bad. So they weren't like negative towards me, but you know, they weren't at my show. <laughs> they weren't like supporting me and calling me and checking in on me. And then I also did not have support of my ex. He, you know, was actually very, very negative, but I did have support of a team. So I had really great team members on my team. Um, shout out to Carrie. She like, we texted all the time. Like when I needed support, when I was feeling low, I could reach out to her. We motivated each other. So it was really, really helpful. Um, so if you don't have any of that, either look for a really good team, look for a really good coach. Again, that goes back to number three, like have money that you can invest into this um or have maybe like friends or a gym like you just need support like you think it's a one-man show because you're the one that's doing the cooking eating um doing the workouts but inevitably the people around you are also affected your family is really really affected by you doing a prep you might not think so and then after the show you can look back in hindsight it's like oh wow yeah like for me personally, like the whole world revolved around me. It affected my family in the sense that like my dogs didn't get extra attention. On the weekends now, they go on really long walks, we go on hikes, but during prep, like none of that was possible because I had to be at the gym almost every day. I had to do posing practice and I was exhausted. So um, those are just some reasons why I don't think you should compete, but they're kind of like the biggest reasons why. Um, other things that go into that is like your personality. If you're super type A, you're super controlling, you're a little bit OCD, your prep could negatively affect you. You could take it too far. You could be a little bit too um, hard on yourself. Like I met one girl who did have a really OCD controlling personality and she had a really great coach. She had really great support, but she went so extreme and didn't tell her coach about the negative feelings that she was having, like feeling dizzy, feeling sick. And she actually had to not compete. You know, I think two or three weeks out from the show, she had to pull out because her doctor was like, you're 
your body is shutting down. Do you need to stop this right now or you will die? And so if you have a very, very OCD type personality, I get number five, (laughs) I do not recommend you compete because it will not come out good. So should you compete? Do I think it is a viable goal? My answer used to be a resounding yes. I used to say that if you had a really good support, you had a really good coach, you don't have a passive eating disorder, um, then yes, it is a viable goal. But since I have now been coaching for two years and I've had a lot of clients win pro cards, I've seen just the different array of personality types go through shows. My personal opinion is I don't know. (laughs) I wish I could say yes and I wish I could say no, but I just don't know yet. And when I do know, I will let you guys know. And I really hesitated on producing this episode because I don't have like a clear cut answer for you. But I also want to be honest and this is something that has been on my mind. But ever since June, I have really been thinking to myself, is it... Um, in my values and in my integrity to continue coaching competitors when I know that I can't ultimately control the outcome of how some people are going to respond post-competition. I've had some clients who did amazing. Like, you know, they just got right back into the lifestyle. Like we did a recovery diet. We didn't even have to reverse diet for long periods of time. They just went straight back to maintenance, straight back to training, and they feel amazing and they feel great about themselves. And there was no binging and there was no negative self-talk. It was all great. And then I had some clients who you know, really struggled afterwards. Even people who I didn't think were going to struggle have been struggling. And so at the end of the day, my mission and my purpose is to help women, um, help you with food freedom, positive body image, a positive mindset, and having a lifestyle that supports you and feel amazing about yourself. And because that is my mission and my purpose, I don't want to be a part of the problem. And so that's why I'm really struggling with if if I um, if I really think competing is a viable goal. And that's why I've turned a lot of you guys away recently. Um, I've had a lot of inquiries and reaching out because I do have success in coaching. A lot of success as in a lot of my clients um, do well. They do well. They achieve amazing mindsets in the process. They love themselves. It's an empowerment thing for them. And... A lot of them win. A lot of them get their pro cards. But so I've really been struggling with if I want to continue coaching. Um, As of now, I am continuing to coach the clients I do have. I'm just not accepting any new people. Um, I'll probably for right now at the time of this recording, it's just going to be on referral basis only. And um, I'm really going to vet the people. So, um, but, you know, even if you're not using me as a coach, um, well, you won't be using me as a coach most likely, but I just wanted to produce this episode to give you like my personal opinion because I have been doing this for so many years and I do have um, a lot of um, like credibility and authority in, in this field. And so the only yes resounding yes I have if like you want to compete is like if you've got the lifestyle down if like you you know naturally always work out you don't have any weird disordered eating habits or a past eating disorder you're not super OCD you have a healthy mindset you have the 
means of being able to invest in a coach who is going to provide you not only with a nutrition program and a training program, but emotional support and life coaching, which is what I do for my clients. I'm very emotionally available for them and I provide life coaching so that we are really navigating those little nuances through prep. So when they're starting to get very like down on themselves or too hyper-focused, I always reel them back in. I always remind them what's important to them. Like if you can't invest in a coach who's going to do that, then I'm. it's probably it's not the best idea. Um, or even just having like a therapist on hand. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's up to you. I'm not here to tell you what you should or should not do. My job always is just to be a sounding board to tell you different perspectives, give you different ways to look at a situation, give you my honest personal experiences, my beliefs, my experiences, my fears, (laughs) so that you can then make that own decision for yourself. Um, So, you know, I put it into your hands and you can take it from here. From my personal experience, I'm most likely not going to compete again. I'm one of those people where I never say never, um, but at this time in my life, I have worked so hard. And so if this is you, if you have worked hard on your self-love, if you have worked hard on your personal growth and learning to love your body from the inside out, learning that your body is not any factor of your worthiness, if you've done the work and you feel love and balance and appreciation for yourself, then it is most likely or it's highly not worth it. Like for me, it's not worth it. Like I'm not going to sacrifice all the growth that I've created for myself just to do a show because now in my case, like I don't need to do a show to feel good about myself. I don't need to win a title to feel significant and I know that Nothing that I ever achieve externally is going to give me the confidence and happiness that I can create internally for myself. And so that's why I'm um, most likely not going to compete anymore. (laughs) It's hard for me to say I'm never going to compete again because I'm just, I don't like to say never, but yeah, it's just not important to me. So if you do resonate with my story and you have also done your own personal work and all the growth to get yourself to where you are, I really offer you this insight and I want to ask you, like, is it worth it to you to sacrifice everything you've worked for to, to let that go for, you know, a body fat percentage that you're only going to maintain for a day? Um, it really just isn't worth it to me. So that's it for today's episode. I hope that was insightful. If you have been wanting to compete, I hope that this gave you just some background knowledge. I didn't even get into all the negative side effects that can come as a result of competing. Um, actually, let me tell you that real quick. I wasn't planning on it, but I think it is important. So Whenever I talk to a new client, I'm always like, okay, I need you to know these are all the negative things that could happen to you uh, if you decide to compete, which is you could develop an eating disorder, you could develop cystic acne, you could develop um, um, unbalanced hormones, you could lose your period, you can become, um, it can hurt you financially, can also hurt you emotionally, it can cause rifts and breaks in friendships because if you get way too... um, into it and you start to isolate yourself and neglect other people, it can, it can, you know, really cause rifts and, um, that kind of stuff. So 
that's like the short list of all the negative things that could happen. I think it's so important for you to know that and to also know that competing is the most extreme version of fitness that is unhealthy and unsustainable. Um, Again, if you see anybody competing online and they're pretending like it's super easy or pretending like this is just my lifestyle, um, 100% don't believe them because I've been there. I've coached many women. I've, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. And if anyone tells you that it's easy for them, it's not easy for them. And it's not necessary to have a healthy lifestyle. You do not need to compete to feel worthy. You do not need to compete to have a healthy lifestyle. And you do not need to compete to feel good about yourself. Yeah, that is it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having an amazing Monday. Um, I'm glad to be back. I took a little break last week, a little hiatus, and I was really wondering what should I record an episode on today? And I've had a lot of clients competing this month, so competing has been on my mind. I've got one more girl competing this next weekend, and then I am done for the year, so I can just focus on um, this podcast, focus on um, my life coaching clients, and um, on you guys, on creating content to help you elevate your mindset, your nutrition, and your fitness. And with that being said, I'd love to do more fitness episodes. I actually realized we're on episode 16. I haven't actually done anything on fitness. So if you have any questions about fitness, more in the realm of um, how we can use our fitness to become our higher selves, or maybe just any struggles that you have, hit me up on Instagram. My username is at Shanae Momoko. Um, send me a DM or send me an email at hello at shanaymomoko.com with your questions so that I can provide you with the help that you need. That's it for today. I hope you have an amazing week. I'll see you guys next week here. I'm not going to say same time, same place because obviously I took a week off, but that's what self-care is all about. So I'll see you next week. Love you guys. Have an amazing week.